I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is Heidi Sarver, the director of the Fightin' Blue Hen Marching Band and professor of music at the University of Delaware. Welcome, Heidi. Thank you, Paul. So glad to have you here today. Uh, I'm looking forward to this as we talked uh, offline. My my uh, high school experience as a marching band member, this is going to bring back a lot of fond memories, I'm sure. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been with the university, I think, since uh, 1995. Is that right? That is correct. What brought you to UD, and how did you get involved with the marching band? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's a long story, but uh, the, sh- the crux of the matter was there was a job posting, mm-hmm. and I was teaching at Temple University at the time, uh, looking at starting my doctorate, and saw the job and figured, what's a videotape in the day and a couple pieces of paper and got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the assistant there, so it was it made sense to start looking for a full-time gig. And um, that's pretty much how it played out uh, in, in a short little nutshell. I just took a chance, and next thing I knew, I was moving to Newark. Now, did you do your studies at Temple? No, I actually did two years at Penn State and okay. finished my degree up at UMass Amherst. Okay. And then stayed at UMass and finished my master's degree in performance there. Okay. Oh, which is why you said you were in the blue band at Penn State for right. a year. Right. I, okay. I did one season with the blue band. Okay. And, um, and then it just, you know, it's like a lot of students find out sometimes where they think they want to go is not really where they should go. Right. Now, the reason we're talking about the uh, the uh, Blue Hand Marching Band today is because you have an upcoming event, which is uh, a first, I believe. It's a big first, Yeah. Um, th- we've got invited to be the feature band at the uh, ABC6 Dunkin' Donuts Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade. And we're in uh, crunch mode right now trying to get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is huge. Now, let, let's uh, let's back up a little bit and, and talk about marching bands. Uh, this is the first time we've I've ever had this topic on the show. Um, tell us a little bit about um, how a marching band works. How do you get your musicians... Uh, uh, recruited, uh, and then what kind of training do they go through? I suspect for the normal, the regular football spectator, they have no idea of what work goes into that five or ten minute halftime show. I agree. I uh, I think, and certainly we've we've spoiled our crowd over the years. There's just an expectation uh, for the band to come out of the gate ready and raring to go. Um, but it's a it's a long arduous process. And it's actually underway right now for 2016. We're reaching out to students that are applying to the university that expressed interest in continuing being in marching band. So obviously what we want is the student that has done this in high school Mm -hmm. and they need to be able to play their instrument with a a sense of upper high school level performance. Um, uh, We certainly don't want anybody out there just holding an instrument that makes it's no fun for anybody. Right. Uh, Once they get accepted to UD and they decide to come, they come down for a day in June. These are, would be the brass and woodwind players. And they go through an audition process. Um, percussion does another audition process a little later. Color guard and twirlers do their audition process. So we have separate um, days for that. Um, we accept them to the program. And then uh, they show up to school anywhere from 9 to 11 days prior to the start of um, the academic semester. Mm-hmm. And we have band camp. Mm-hmm. And that is... Eight o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, uh, getting ready for that first football game, which traditionally seems to be that Thursday before Labor Day weekend. Now, in this band camp, this is where they're learning the music, they're learning the, uh, the routines, uh, Correct. The, the movements on the field. Um, what kind of a, what kind of a uh, 
an artistic team do you have uh, for <laughs> great? Be, uh, you know, be, between the, the the choreography on the field, the mu- the music on the field, the the flags, all, all of that. It, and it is a team. There's, it's the best way to think about it. It's a team of professionals. Um, it starts with Jim Ancona, who's our assistant director, has been with me for all 24 years. Um, he and I decide pretty much what we want to do. We come up with a theme. Maybe it's a word, and it evolves. Um, we're already looking at 2019, and I won't give anything away yet because mm-hmm. it could change. Mm-hmm. Um, once we have an idea and we select music, we pull on board um, a music arranger for the Brass and Woodwinds. Uh, last number of years, it's been Michael Klesch, who's known throughout the drum corps world with Crown, and he, his roots were back with the old Garfield Cadets. Um, he's one of the prime arrangers for drum corps. Um, Michael and I went to grad school together, so mm, we know okay. each other in that way. Um, he will write that. That will go to Jim. Jim will write all the percussion, mm-hmm. so all the drums you see on the field and all the percussion on the front. Then that will all come together We'll go to Sarah McAdams, our color guard choreographer, and Dina Frank, who's our twirler instructor. And together we will come up with what we want to happen when. Then it all comes back to me, and I glue myself to computer and write dot after dot after dot of the entire show. So uh, this year's show, as an example, came in at somewhere between 50 and 65 pages of drill. Okay. And then we'll layer other things on top of that once mm-hmm. we get it out there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty crazy. Now, what are the logistics in teaching the students the routines? Do they they learn music first, and then they learn the marching, and then you put it together, or how do, how does that work? The answer is yes, all of the above. Um, the ideal uh-huh. approach is to learn music first, and we'll learn it separately. Mm-hmm. Percussion will go to percussion land. I will take the brass and woodwinds. Uh, color guard and twirlers are off there. They're working with an MP3 while we're learning notes. Mm-hmm. Then we will go out on a field. So it's a typical day of band camp, a typical block of band camp. The night before, we'll learn the first three-minute tune. Mm-hmm. The next morning, we will go out and learn all the pages of choreography and drill that go with it, anywhere from 12 to 18 pages, 20 pages, depends upon the tune. That is afternoon we'll have sectionals to reinforce music and then that night out of the heat we will put music and drill together literally eight 16 counts at a time Mm. go back to it again Mm. play the music do the drill put it together rinse repeat let's do the next segment let's add it on and it's just a constant systematic machine approach Mm -hmm. so by the end of your week or eight days of band camp do you have a halftime show put together we have a halftime show and a pregame show put together wow now, how many, uh, because you play for several home games each year, uh, do you do multiple halftime shows throughout the year? How we, does that work? Yes and no. Um, I think to the average halftime person um, on any given year, they'll say they've seen maybe three separate shows. Okay. Um, a lot of that has to do with the extra events that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, we have band day come in. We have twirler day on another mm-hmm. one. We have alumni band on another. So we'll do, for those three events, we'll do a tune. And then we'll learn some stock rock and roll charts or something extra with those other groups. Post game, after football, is kind of like going home and watching your movie again that you love so much. Mm-hmm. We will repeat. And it's no different than taking the theater approach to things. Like how many times have we all gone to see Phantom or Wicked at this right, point right. because we love the show and um, it's a different audience um, 
or you rewatch a movie and you see something different you didn't see this, the first time. Mm-hmm. So we will approach it that way so that the band creates this understanding of what it is to pull down that invisible wall between them and the audience mm-hmm. and to reach out and pull them into the show. Okay. Um, so t- to answer your question, we do one full major show, which is anywhere from, I'd say, 12, 13 minutes in length. Then there's another encore tune, which is about three minutes, which we can plug and play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Then we do work on a second shorter show, depending upon what the football schedule lays out for us. And we just try to do different Tetris fits together to create as much variety for the halftime audience as possible. Okay. Now, af- after your halftime performance, do you go back to your office like the football coaches do and watch the tapes of the I do review film. <laughs> I do indeed review film. Um, I feel like a coach. Uh, there are times I feel just like Danny Rocco. You know, and I'll, I'll be honest, it's not my office. I go home. <laughs> I go home, I put the headphones on, I sit uh-huh. with the dog, and I put it on the 27-inch monitor, and I, I go through the show multiple times so that we can prepare what, what we need to hit to get better for the next time. Mm-hmm. Do, do the students ever, does the band ever watch the tape? They do, or? not as much as um, I would like for a variety of reasons. Um, to, you know, moms and dads will put that camera, phone camera video yeah. up there on the internet, which <laughs> drives me a little crazy because it's not the prettiest angle. Right. Um, right. But we do send them, uh, we have an extensive student staff mm-hmm. that helps with teaching. Okay. They will see uh, videos from time to time, particularly if we're preparing for um, the college show that we do up in Allentown. It's a big festival. So I go home, take mm-hmm. notes on your own sections, and let's let's work as a team to prepare this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hope happens earlier on. The month of September, we do a lot more of that. Once we get into the sem- semester, they're buried in exams, they're buried in classes, yeah. and yeah. it really just comes from the professional staff. Well, I want to take a turn to look at the the types of students that are involved. But first, let me remind our listeners that you're tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Heidi Sarver, the director of the Fightin' Blue Hen Marching Band from the University of Delaware and a professor of music at the university. Heidi, um, the, the students, uh, how many are involved in the, the marching band and the, the color guard and, and you know, all of the, the you know, accompanying teams uh, each year? And, and what does that, what do the students look like? I mean, how many are music majors, you know, that sort of thing? The, the average size of the band will go anywhere between 275 <clears throat> to 320. That's where we've been since 1998. Um, it fluctuates due to natural attrition, mm-hmm. students not coming back to UD, um, music majors who finish their two-year requirement don't want to be back out there again, which is perfectly acceptable. Um, and let's face it, some kids find other things they want to do, and mm-hmm. it's like, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we've maintained that average for an enormous amount of years, which is great. Um, the makeup of the band, um, back in the day, you know, go back 20 years, I would have said that 85% are non-majors. I'll put us as high as 92, 93% mm. non-majors. Most of them coming from the College of, Edu- of Various Engineering degrees. Interesting. You know, yeah. um, for, for we, we attract, musicians tend to be very strong in the sciences, and we, mm-hmm. we certainly are reflective of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, music majors are there. Um, they only have a two-year requirement for their degree program, the music ed students. Many of them 
do stay for all four years because they they recognize the benefits of what it's going to do for them in the job force. Mm-hmm. Now, do non-music majors get any kind of academic credit? Everybody gets one academic credit for the class. Okay. Um, the, the other thing to point out, um, every year I do a double check on the majors that are actually representative across the university. Mm-hmm. And this year we've got 91 separate majors represented. So it's a true microcosm of the entire University of Delaware. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for the students that participate, uh, is, is there a lot of return year after year? I mean, I, clearly some, I would imagine, as they get into their uh, junior, senior year, there are other academic demands and um, we, yeah. strains on, on their time. We, we see the fall off between sophomore and junior year, um, which I think most universities do. Mm-hmm. But our rate of return on average is very high. Um, I'll say as high as between 60 and 65 percent. Um, and be, using that as an average, I work very hard to bring in a minimum of 100 to 125 first-year members every year to offset the loss that we do Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. So if you've got 125 freshmen, anywhere between 60 and 90 is how many I've graduated as seniors. That's a pretty large percentage that maintain all four years. Yeah. Now, uh, we were talking earlier about the uh, the band camp and the Mm. uh, prior to the fall semester. What's the kind, what's the time commitment? What does a schedule look like during this semester for these students? Once band camp is over and it's a relief for everyone, present company included, because <laughs> you just eat, sleep, and breathe band, um, it meets band is an, is considered an academic class. It's mm-hmm. not considered a club. And because of that, it meets three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from four to six, and that's it. Um, before home football game, we'll, we'll have a dress rehearsal, if you will. Um, every college band in the world starts five and a half hours before kickoff, as crazy as that sounds, but um, they've got to get down to the stadium. We have a two-hour rehearsal, quick lunch, get dressed and begin the parade through the parking lot, mm-hmm. perform at the president's tent, all the different pre-pre-game events. Um, but it's a lot of time. There's no question about that. Yeah. Now, associated with football games, mm-hmm. does the band ever travel to away games? We're still trying to work that out. We were hoping to go down to Richmond this year, and then we ran into a little bit of a snag with Richmond itself. So that did not occur. Um, we're in the process of putting together a portion of the band to go up to Stony Brook. Um, so there'll be about 60 or so there that we have seats for. So we'll do that in a pep band capacity. Since the 2019 schedule was just put out yesterday, I'm sure I'll be talking with Chrissy Raywalk soon about what we can do with uh, next fall and see if we can bring the whole band somewhere. Um, but the days of bands traveling, it, nah, nobody's traveling that much yeah, financially. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Well, speaking of traveling, you're going to be heading up uh, I-95 in a few <laughs> weeks. Uh, let's hear about the uh, the upcoming uh, uh, ABC6 Dunkin' Donuts Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade, uh, the UD Fight, Fight and Blue Hen Marching Band's premiere uh, 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 debut uh, with the parade. Absolutely. How did, how did you get uh, connected with them or them connected with you? And, and what are the students thinking about this opportunity? Yeah, you know, for a number of years, we've been sitting around, you know, Jim, Sarah, Dean, and I sit around and talk, and it's like, we, we there are things that we, what have we done, what haven't we done? Um, oh, we haven't done Macy's yet, so that's on the short list, and what great way to attract Macy's, but let's take a look at the local, the oldest parade in the country's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our, uh, Philly's 99th, um, and 
it's a matter of sending in an application that goes into um, ABC TV as well as the uh, company that puts on the parade, which is Under the Sun Productions. So we did that. And yes, it's no secret. The the president of that company I've known for going on almost 40 years, Todd Marcacci. Um, and immediately he was like, I would love to have you in this parade. I've wanted to have you in this parade for years. Let's do this. What do you think about being the featured band? Like, let's do it, Todd. I have no idea what that means, but <laughs> let's do it. And that's kind of how it all evolved very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, th- this is something different for the the students participating because yes. I, I would imagine Thanksgiving weekend is a weekend that some kids would typically go home. Yes, it's a little challenging. Uh Um, They're starting, fortunately, to get excited about it now. Um, Next week, we'll start working on all the music. We finally have have two weeks with away games. So since we have nothing coming up, it's all parade-focused now. And um, there's a little bit of a buzz about it. Students that live far away, I was just talking to actually one on email before we started the interview. His home home is Chicago. So go home. Because we finished that football game against Villanova, mm-hmm. and then we don't see them. It's like, go home. It's okay. You can miss this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, I'm sure he's fighting with his parents on that, right. but whatever needs to happen will happen. Yeah, because, I, I, I mean, having been being a marching band person when I was in high school, marching in a parade is, uh, you configure you can figure your different. ranks differently than you would out on the field anyway. Absolutely. Right? So, so we have to learn a whole new routine. Right. We have to learn a whole new parade block. Right. Because I don't want it to just be what we do through the Delaware Stadium parking lots. Right. We need to intermix and mingle so this sounds good for TV. Right. So all that's going to start on Monday. Well, uh, let's l- let me ask you this. Uh, what makes the University of Delaware's marching band how is it similar to other college marching bands, and what makes it unique? Every college marching band is representative of their institution. So that's that's the first thing. You end up comparing, you know, apples and giraffes when you start looking at them. And as an example, there's us, who follows more of a drum corps approach, more of a Broadway production approach where we will do repeats. There's Penn State, which both of us are alums Mm -hmm. of to some degree, Mm -hmm. um, which is still doing the high step style, um, a different, a full different show every single home game. Mm -hmm. There's um, the um, historically black colleges and universities, such as Grambling and Southern and Dell State, who are doing more of a show band style, a whole different animal that um, and an approach to the marching band activity. And mm-hmm. if you were to put, let's just take us, Dell State and Penn State in the same stadium, you really can't compare. We're all unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for Delaware, um, I think... I think in our general area, it's more of what the high schools in the suburbi, suburban areas are doing. Um, so it appeals to those students that are apply to the University of Delaware, mm-hmm. and they, they make that connection as to what they've done with their high schools, mm-hmm. more so than they would necessarily Penn State or Michigan. Right. One of, one of the things that always uh, fascinates me about marching bands and, and music programs is how uh, – they really serve as an ambassador for the institution. Uh, is that in the back of your mind Always. when you're when you're out there performing? Always, and we talk about it. I talk about it to the students. You know, you represent this university in everything that you do. 
whether you're wearing a marching band uniform or wearing your t-shirt. You people look at that and depending upon what you do, they will then say the whole band is like that. So think about what you do and your behavior um, on, a, you know, on a negative and a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, for the whole band, yes, they are a visual ambassador. They're a face of the university. There's no question about that. And being in the Philadelphia Parade will you know, bring people's attention to UD, I think, in a way that they don't necessarily think of mm-hmm. or are aware of. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a couple of minutes left. Uh, I'm curious. How have you seen the uh, how have you seen the role of the marching band evolve over the last couple of decades? Role as in in, in terms of the the function it serves or or the challenges you face. I don't think it's changed much within with regard to f- its purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, we're there to support the football team. Period. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, this last Saturday was awesome. What a fantastic <laughs> win! And as excited as the team got, then the band got more excited and we're feeding off each other. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is our role. The other role then is the same that it's always been, preparing music education majors to become band directors. Mm-hmm. I think the bands have changed based upon the economy, based upon funding, how much travel they can do, how much travel they can't do, how much outreach they can do. I think that ebbs and flows with the times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it could be different at any given point based upon those issues. And I would assume the music selections have uh, dramatically been changed. That has time. changed. And again, yeah. that's unique to, to schools. Penn State does not have a front percussion ensemble. And I'm not picking on Penn State. Right. It's just sure. a commonality between sure. us. Um, we do. And that's the drum corps model. And mm-hmm. we've gone full electronic at this point. Mm-hmm. So we can take samples from original pieces and overlay that and create a whole different level of excitement. Well, best of best luck to you and the Thank you uh, upcoming very much. Thanksgiving Day Parade in Philadelphia with the Fighting Blue Hens Marching Band. Uh, it's been great talking to you, Heidi. Thank you, Paul.